0: Good morning, Nachum. Good erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Emor. Parshas Emor, according to the Chinuch, contains twenty-four positive mitzvos, thirty-nine restrictions, for a total of fifty-seven mitzvot. The parsha begins with the laws of the personal conduct of the Koanim. The kohen is not two attend funerals, not to be under the same roof as a deceased, not to um, go to a cemetery unless for the seven uh, members, six immediate blood relatives and spouse that are enumerated. Interestingly, these are the relatives that one, if he loses them, does sitshiva. for. A Kohen cannot marry a divorcee, a Kohen cannot marry a convert, as found in the beginning of Parshas Emor, We have in Parshas Emor the Parsha of the Moadim, the holidays, which we are familiar with, and I'd like to point out something of note, and that is, understandably, the Parsha of the Moadim begins with Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkos. That's the way we would expect. However, take a look. Parsha the Moadim it begins with chapter 23. Take out a chumash, bring it to the table tonight, tomorrow. And what do we see? The heading of the chapter is, Taberah B'nei Yisrael, speak to them and tell them, Moadei Hashem. These are Eilehei Mo'adoi. But you don't have immediately Pesach Shavuos. What do you have? Sheish Yomim Six days you are to work. Shabbos Shabboson The seventh day is a Shabbos. You're not to work. And this is clearly the introduction. Because what goes next? Eilei Hashem. These are the holidays, and then we go with the 14th of the first month, which is what we call Erev Pesach. That's the day that the Korban Pesach was slaughtered that day is like a Yom Tov. After Chatzos, when you can bring the Korban, you don't sit shiva. After Chatzos, you are to minimize your work, because it has a flavor of a Yom Tov already. And afterwards come in proper succession all of the Holidays, good, but take note, my friends, that immediately after the holiday, chapter twenty-three concludes with the familiar verse of "Vayda Ber Moshe Es Mordei Yisrael." Moshe spoke the holidays to the Jewish people. So we've got the five holidays down pat. You thought you're finished, right? No, go further. "Savis B'nei Yisrael," command the Jewish people, and they shall take to you. Shemin Zayezuch, you are to take literally pure olive oil, the first pressings of the olive. And for what purpose? For the purpose of Lahalos Tamid, that there should be the lighting of the menorah constantly. And what do you find? Immediately thereafter, take fine flour, soles, bake 12 loaves. And they are to be placed on the Shulchan. And what happens? Piyoma HaShabbos, Piyoma HaShabbos, every Shabbos they are to be literally put in their place, as the Gemara describes it, to kohanim already ready to put on the new Lechem uponim, showbread, to kohanim at that moment, make room for the new by taking off the old, and this is a fulfillment in the most literal sense that the Lechem upon him are to be ta mid, constantly, there on the Shulchan. But note, as does Rav Tzvi Dov Kanatavsky in his Sefer, the depths of simplicity that Shabbos is a bookend to the Moadim. It precedes the Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukos, and it follows thereafter with the menorah and the um, showbread, which was replaced, and by the way, it was eaten by the Kohanim for Shalosh Su'udo's. The old Mishmar, meaning of the previous week, those koanim that were on duty, they had half of the loaves and the new uh, koanim. Coming in, they had the other half of the loaves. Different opinions as to whether it was 6 and 6, 5 and 7, but the bottom line is that it was eaten for Shalashudas. But take a step back, and what is the phenomena that comes out? The mo'adim are bounded by Shabbos. Whoa! And that is a thought I'd like to explain, and as does Rav Kanatavsky's of Levracha. We know that the Yom Tovim commemorate the historical. Pesach, Itzias Mitzrayim. Shavuos, Matan Torah. Sukkos that Hakadosh Baruch sustained us in the desert and an a for our protection for forty years. Good, that is the historical aspect of the chagim. But in addition to the historical aspect, there is the agricultural. After all, Eretz Yisrael is a country very much dependent on agriculture, as indeed we find at the end of Parshas Ekev, in chapter 11, in the book of Devarim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Klay Yisrael in Shishi, 11 Pasuk 10, this land, and I'm translating it for you, that you are coming to, is not like the land of Egypt. That where you left, where you would plant your seed, and you would water it yourself, like a vegetable garden. But the land to which you are going to cross over, to possess it, is a land of mountains, valleys, and from the reign of heaven... It will drink water. Very important. Namely, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us that there's going to be that perfect inter-reaction, interrelationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Jewish people, and the land. As we find expressed so well in two weeks in Parshas B'chukosai, the Torah says, and don't get me wrong, but the Ramban beat me to it. This is not a natural phenomena. What is the Torah saying? In bechukosai Teilechu, you listen to me, then your rains will come in their proper time. And take a look in Parashas uh, bechukosai, chapter 26, starting with Pasu you have the flourishing of the land if you observe Torah Mitzvos. So this is the special land that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us. But He's giving us one thing. So now, on Pesach, we celebrate the Omer. What does that mean? We bring the Korban Omer on behalf of the entire nation, a Korban, an offering of barley, because that is when the barley crop ripens. On Shavuos, the only biblical mitzvah connected with Shavuos, is to bring the to bring two loaves of wheat into the base Hamigdash. Why? Because that's when the new wheat grows and the fruits, Bikurim. And finally, Sukos is the time of Chag Osif in gathering the produce as well as what we will see in a moment in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. So there's a double aspect to each of the holidays, not just the historical Yitzhiyas, Mitzrayim, Matan Torah, and Anani Kovod, but there is the agricultural, thank you, Hashem, for the barley. Thank you, Hashem, for the wheat. Thank you, Hashem, for your providing all the crops. Chaga Osef. Good. Where does all this bracha come from? And the Torah is telling us, Wait, you want to know? I'm going to show you exactly where. The same way that the Rashbam writes here on our parsha, where the Torah says that you are to take the oil and you are to... um, Come on... uh, have the menorah lit? Says the Rashbam. It was in front of me a second ago. Oh, come on, yeah, go back a page or two. Yes, here we go. Parshazu says the Rashbam regarding the oil. Nishnes is taught to us because, after all, it was already taught in Tetzaveh menorah Nocha shulchan. Listen to this, my friends. The menorah is across from the shulchan, the table. La'ir el to literally lighten the shulchan. lechem upon him. On the shulchan was the lechem upon him. The lechem upon him. Say the mefarshim, the chinuch, and others are significant, we put, give weekly bread sustenance to the Shulchan and Hashem rewards us in kind. The menorah symbolizing Torah, symbolizing Hashem, is lighting the Shulchan, illuminates it. There is this beautiful sink between the ruchnius and the Gashmias between the menorah and the Shulchan. And now, what is Shabbos? You know, we're going to sing it or say it tonight in Lechododi. Kihi Mekor HaBracha. What does that mean? Let us go and greet the Shabbos. Why? Because it is the source of Bracha. Now, think about this for a moment. Is it not just beyond the natural understanding? But by our abstaining from work on Shabbos, from our not doing something which we would call all week long productive, we are enabling the productivity and blessing for the week to occur. Hashem says, you don't work on Shabbos and I will make sure that Shabbos is the blessing for the forthcoming week. That the Orachayim HaKadosh says explicitly in Bereshis right after on the Psukim in Vayichulu that we're going to say tonight and that is found explicitly in the Zohar on the Aseres HaDibros that Shabbos is the Makor Habracha, the source of sustenance for the whole week ah now it makes sense we learn from Shabbos that every week, every Shabbos, we have this idea that the ruchni is amazing. It's almost an oxymoron. It almost is something that is a stira minei By our not doing, Hashem does. Wow. Basically, our emunah. We are yielding to a Baruch Hu. Everything comes from you. This is why I believe Shabbos is the bookends to the Moadim because all the success that we are so grateful for in each of the holidays comes from the concept of Shabbos. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, very quickly, Tezayin why, says the Gemara, are we told to bring the Omer? Kadesh HaTezbarach LeChem in order that your grain barley should be blessed. And why do we bring the shtei alechem? In order that the wheat and piro should be blessed. And why do we have the Niso Hamayim pouring of the water on Sukkos to bless the rains for the year. Just as Shabbos, which is hidden. But what's hidden in it? It's megale, the brachos for the entire week. So too, is Lagba Omer coming up this forthcoming Thursday, the yurt site of Reb Shimon So what are we celebrating? Not that he died, but the kind of life that he lived. And on the day of his death, he revealed many, many secrets of Torah. Ah, oh, the idea to reveal, that is what we have, and are so enriched by the additional Torah that Rav bar Yehoi gave us, remember its beautiful connection with Shabbos, because Shabbos too is the revelation of bracha from week to week. Shabbat Shalom to all.